<laughs> what's up fools what's up welcome to the married to a podcast my name's richard i'm vanessa and we're team ramos yeah <laughs> just had a little test run before this and it just we're just stupid sometimes <laughs> we cracked ourselves up so here we are so how are you i'm excited Same. and tired and nervous and everything all at once. <laughs> well, that's a good place to be, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to be talking about why it's important to communicate about finances. The financials. The financials. Yes. I think a big question for many couples is who pays for what? And how does that come to be? So for us, I think it'd, it'd be good to explain who pays for what? Yeah. <laughs> well, boy, um, I pay for, let me just kind of summarizing it up a little bit. Uh, car insurance, phone bill. Um, what do I pay for? That's it right now because yeah, we, we technically don't have too much rent since my parents are gracious enough to let us stay with them. Yes. For, so, for minimal monies. Yes. So... As of right now, I'm paying for car insurance, phone bill, and we're not going to get too far into like the actual amount, but, you know, just to kind of give perspective on exactly, you know, what it is that we're having to pay for between the two of us for a sustainable lifestyle. Yeah, I'm paying for health insurance and right now our storage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then we obviously have our credit card. Yeah, that's our bills and stuff like that. Our debt. (laughs) Yeah. But overall, that's pretty much it. But I don't know. I mean, I would like to try and go into how it all kind of came to be Mm -hmm. between the two of us. Well, I guess it all started when we moved in together. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was not very helpful with finances because I was at school full time. Yeah. And when I say full time, I mean, I went in at. 7 a.m. and didn't get back until 9 p.m. Yep. on a good day. Yep. And you live right down the street from the college. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a little bit of a rough patch for sure as far as, you know, us trying to figure our shit out. Yeah, I was just adamant about graduating in two years. Mm-hmm. I did not want to be stuck in school for long. Yeah. And, you know, with that, it kind of brought on a couple, a couple disagreements and you know, we never really got into anything crazy, but, you know, we definitely had our struggles a little bit, but. Oh, yeah. We're, we were learning each other. Yeah. We were playing with fi- with money. We, we, we were trying to figure out money. Yeah. Together. We, I had my money priorities and you had yours. Yeah. And that's stuff that we just never talked about right off the bat, which, you know, at what we were 20. 22 20 no 24 we're about 24 25 roughly something like that yeah let's call it 25 so 
anywhere in the mid to young 20s, you know, you don't really think about initially talking to your significant other about responsibilities like that in depth to the point where I guess you create a solid plan. Mm -hmm. Especially we weren't married yet by the time we moved in together. You're right. But I was pretty anal about my plan, quote unquote. Right. Selfishly, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, you know, we had touched about on that uh, in a previous episode, Mm -hmm. but, you know, we never actually fully talked about what our expectations were for each other. No, no, we didn't know how to have that conversation. You know, we didn't figure out communication, mm-hmm. as we mentioned in past episodes, and the money wasn't money wasn't something. It sounds terrible, but money wasn't something of, I guess, importance to us yet. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, money helps, but at the time, I think we were just so. I was so into school into graduating that i tried to do whatever i needed to do to get out of there Mm -hmm. well and then to kind of go on your point a little bit too as far as the importance of it i don't think it was ever really stressed between the two of us of obviously trying to save but it wasn't important enough to where we made a plan it was it was important enough for us to get by and to yeah. survive. And to clarify, I'm not saying it wasn't important, meaning like, oh, we just blew money mm. left and right. It was, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't the conversation that seemed to be the most important to us at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, kind of touching back a little bit, you know, with all of that, we kind of had some disputes. We had a couple things that we, that we disagreed over. Um, but it was never in like a full blown argument. It was always kind of a, I don't know. It was kind of more about projecting our feelings onto each other. Oh, we're really good at that. We were really (laughs) good at that. Yeah. Um, you know, we never really did the passive aggressive thing about like, well, why didn't, or it, it must be nice to do this or that or the other because you got to do this, that, or the other, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And I can't even bring up examples because we never did that, you know? No, it's, I'm trying to remember like a particular example. And it's hard for me because we never really talked about it. We, and we never argued over it I think because of, yeah, because we never really talked about it. Yeah. And that's, that's bad. That wasn't good. Yeah. I think the, the best example I can give was, you know, we rent was getting raised Mm -hmm. It was at the end of our lease. We thought we were going to be able to make things work because we were going to have a roommate at the time. The roommate fell through mm-hmm. and we couldn't afford it. We could not afford rent whatsoever in Ventura County. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had to bite the bullet and we thankfully had family friends of yours that allowed us to live with them. Mm-hmm. And we we really learned more about finances together at that time yeah so at that point in time we were still teaching music you had a side gig 
teaching art to senior citizens for mm -hmm. the city of Thousand Oaks or something yeah, like that. I was freshly graduated. <clears throat> and basically through that time and because of that situation that you just explained, mm -hmm. um, biting the bullet had to make a drastic change not just in our living situation, but our career as well. Mm -hmm. We couldn't make a sustainable living. Teaching. Teaching music, music. anymore. Um, it was a good, it was a good occupation at the time. Mm -hmm. And for where we were going in our lives, it didn't uh, seem feasible to be able to continue that and to continue spreading ourselves so thin because we were teaching at, you know, let's say five high schools mm -hmm. and having to divvy up all of that attention for X amount of hours for X amount of dollars. It just didn't really add up the way that, you know, we thought it would long term. So we made a drastic career change at that point. Um, but in that process, like you said, we learned a lot about finances and we learned a lot about each other. And I think that's kind of where it all kind of started to click a little bit mm -hmm. as far as getting on the same page when it came to our finances and what our financial goals would eventually become because we didn't have any at that point. Mm -mm. We just wanted to, you know, be back on our own. We just wanted to. <laughs> we were we were freshly married. Basically. We were, yeah. yeah, we were. Yeah. We we're barely in our. Almost to our one year anniversary, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> and we just wanted to be on our own. Yeah. You know, through that time, we learned a lot about what we wanted and what we needed to do to try and achieve our first goal, our first stepping stone, which was just to get back on our own. Yeah, and funny enough, we still have not been on our own since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not in any bad way. It's just that we, we had our financial talk. We learned like, okay, this small sacrifice of having a roommate here is going to help us in the long run. So we continued with the roommate situation. And we are blessed with the roommates we've had not just the fact that they're friends, but they're also just great roommates. Um, and then now in our situation where we are living with my parents, because there's plenty of space in this house, we're blessed in that situation. But uh, it's kind of funny to think, you know, we've really only lived alone, I think, for six months. <laughs> it's got to be more <laughs> than that. I don't know. Collectively, but... You're absolutely right, though. It's about <laughs> it's about how we came to the agreement of making that sacrifice in order to in order to, I guess, continue the progress moving forward. Yeah, like we understood that. Yeah, we're sacrificing our privacy in our early years, but uh, we feel that it was worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So some people might be interested, maybe not, but just kind of touch on it anyway. Who makes more? Well, I make bleep amount of dollars. 
<laughs> and I make bleep amount of dollars. <laughs> um, so, humbly speaking, you make more. Can you say it one more time? No. Oh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you make more. At Right now I do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Neither do I, if it was the other way around. Yeah. And... The reason why we bring that up is because for some couples, that might matter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it could be a deal breaker. It could be a situation of, you know, I need to be the breadwinner. It could, yeah, it could cause some problems if, you know, that's, they haven't had the conversation about finances or mm-hmm. if there's some dynamic issues they need to figure out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know if it's entirely true, but um, some People may want to kind of go about the whole traditional role of being a stay-at-home parent and having the other individual take care of that person, Mm -hmm. you know. And I'm not just saying, you know, like the stay-at-home mom, but, you know, the stay-at-home dad too. Like there's some people that want to do that, Mm -hmm. which, I mean, that's that's fine. That's not something that I want to do personally. But, Mm -hmm. you know, if that's something that you want to do, hey, by all means – be the best stay-at-home parent possible, but as long as you guys can come to an agreement on that situation, then sure, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, because you know, there's always the chance of some sort of animosity building, mm-hmm. resentment. Yeah, you know, um, but it's important to kind of at least kind of touch on that, simply for the fact that to some people it really might matter. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if the the gap is so large. Yeah. You know, yeah, I think you know we are kind of unique because we're in the same industry mm-hmm. together, uh, but we do two different skills within the industry. Mm-hmm. So we we have a chance to kind of go back and forth on who makes more or less, mm-hmm. depending on any milestones that are reached, depending on um, depending on any milestones that are reached. <laughs> so to your point about milestones in particular, you know, you've done a great job in supporting me and trying to reach my milestones for work, you know, and I guess this is actually a pretty good segue of, you know, how we support each other in trying to make money or even save or deal with spending. Uh, being frugal now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or yeah, deal with not spending any money. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I feel like my my favorite thing that we do now is we we say, okay, is this an investment or mm. is this just a thing we're trying to have? Mm-hmm. And we get to think about it a little bit more and see, okay, is this just going to clutter our life? Especially now. You know, we don't have our own place. We have storage. We have no room for extra stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's perfect for practic- practicing being frugal. Um, I think another example of supporting each other with our financial, financial situation is we don't want to be just stingy and we don't want to be overly frugal that we don't do anything and that we just, you know, lose spontaneity, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. Do you have any, anything else to add to that? Yeah. I mean... I think that's a great point because, 
people can get so wrapped up in trying to be extra frugal to the point where they end up losing their social life mm-hmm. and they almost lose their identity in a little bit mm-hmm. of a sense. Well, if you practice something long enough, it becomes you. Right. Yeah. And I, the point I'm trying to make, I guess, is, you know, if if you hypothetically, like for me, I love to go off-roading. I love to go camping. I love to golf, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I would hate to be so frugal to where I don't want to spend money on gas. I don't want to spend money on camping gear. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spend money on going to play at nine holes at the local par three course. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as, you know, the extra $16 for that round of golf, you know, could go to X, Y, and Z instead. Mm -hmm. That's also for me a release for my stress. That's a release for my quote unquote anxiety. It's your own personal therapy, really. Right. Since, you know, I don't, I don't do the actual therapy thing. Like for me, that's cathartic Mm -hmm. that's therapeutic that's you know my way of essentially how you work through your shit yeah Mm -hmm. you know and i could just have my airpods in at the driving range or i could have my airpods not my airpods i could just you know be shooting at the gun range i could be you know out there with you camping and you know i would hate to lose all of that because mm-hmm. I'm just trying to be extra frugal and trying to save every single penny. Yeah, I th- and to take your point further, I feel that I was at that point similar to that once where I was just trying to save so much that I didn't buy clothes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I I wore jeans down till they basically ripped off completely at the knees and then I cut them down into shorts and I wore them out for another five years on top of the five years I already had them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they weren't good quality jeans. They were, what, probably $10 Target jeans. They were functional. They were functional for my, what I could afford at the Mm -hmm. time. And obviously I I didn't have the financial skills at the time to Mm -hmm. think, okay, what if I just, instead of buying these cheap clothes, in multiple stints why don't i just pay a you know a larger amount of money for a quality product that's going to last me years Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and i think you know in that sense too we've done a, a really good job of just shifting our perspective on what you were talking about and making investments Mm mm-hmm But, you know, we're thinking about clothes, Mm -hmm. shoes. We're thinking about all these little things as investments. Even our food right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're investing in our health in that way by not eating super shitty food. No fast food. Nope. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No fast food. We're trying to eliminate soda and alcohol and stuff like that. But, you know, we're, we're... investing in things that are going to benefit us later on. Yep. Right. So, you know, we're not spending a ton of money on the latest trend of this, that, and the other. We're not. We're investing in longevity. Yeah. And we're just trying to better ourselves in any way we can. Mm -hmm. So 
In this case, it's saving money to invest into those sorts of things. You know, yep. like I'll I'll gladly spend a hundred dollars on some barefoot style shoes mm -hmm. because my feet feel so much better. My ankle stability and knees and my hips and my back are all just so much better after doing that. You, I don't remember the last time your ankle and knees popped. Yeah. Since you've switched. Well, what was great too is actually today, I didn't tell you about this, but I rolled my ankle going over the, the car jack today, the mm -hmm. lift, and you know, just bounced right up. Had no pain, really. Just like had a little, huh, well, that sucks, but Wow. You know, that's about it. And that's because of the ankle strength. Yeah. You know, it's the investment that we made cool. over a year ago that's starting to pay off, you mm -hmm. know. So, yeah, I mean, that's been a bit of a game changer for sure. Well, since we're talking about being frugal, I think it's a good uh, transition to talk about maybe some non-negotiables. Mm -hmm. um, we have our... Guilty pleasures. <laughs> mm -hmm. What are non-negotiables to you? Well, in what way? Like what we won't or what we will uh, spend money I, on? I, I guess to start with what we will always be willing to spend money on. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, I guess off the top of my head, concerts are the biggest one. Mm -hmm. We <laughs> This year in particular is a jam-packed year of concerts. Um, we have four in the next three months. Six months, yeah. Four in the next six. Oh, okay. But, and we've already had three. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, concerts, because, again, that's just something we absolutely love to do together. Um, to be fair, we haven't spent a lot of money on concerts. Right. Most of these concerts are smaller, uh, smaller venues, the maximum. I think we spend is probably $80 per ticket. Yeah. And I think the most expensive concert we've ever paid for is the 50 cent one we're going to go to, mm -hmm. which was what? like It was like $90 per ticket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we have great seats. But either way, yeah, we haven't spent, you know, $220 on uh, Blink-182 at the Dodger Stadium concert. You or $600 to go see Bad Bunny. Right. <laughs> you know, so definitely concerts, off-roading, camping gear, um, you know, just gas money to get out to really cool places to go experience mm -hmm. California and the rest of the country in ways that the traditional car could never take you. Mm -hmm. You know, those are absolutely non-negotiables in that way because we love to explore you know, we've had great times within the past couple years going out to the woods, just going to find a spot off the side of the road mm -hmm. on a trail and just set up camp for two days. Yep. And it's been fan-fucking-tastic. <laughs> um, and the last thing that's on the top of my head is, uh, for those of you that don't know, we own a couple firearms and shooting training is also a non-negotiable for us as well that's just something that we're into we like to you know feel comfortable with what we have and you know we want to invest our time into making sure that we are responsible with our equipment that we know what we're doing and you know we're handling our equipment 100 percent 
fully with the utmost safety. Mm-hmm. So that's just me. Well, what about you? <laughs> uh, my non-negotiables, I, I have to agree with the concerts. It's just been our thing we've done since we've met. You know, it's just how it started. And it's kind of that thing, that tradition that we like to keep. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be, we've already discussed how it's something that we're going to implement as a family too. Um, yeah, you said it all. I agree that I think those are, those are our non-negotiables. <laughs> <laughs> well, then let's, let's talk about the flip side of the coin. You know, what are non-negotiables and things we won't spend money on? Um, I will not. I, I already said this, but I will not spend money on something that's just going to take up space, mm-hmm. um, which is crazy because I spent, I am a person that spends money on things that takes up space. I buy, you know, uh, screen printed posters to put on the walls. I buy art from other artists, you know, I, I am an artist, so I like to support people in that way, but I've had to draw a line for myself and for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Otherwise, our I mean, our last house looked like a an art studio, an art salon full of random paintings everywhere. Yeah. Um, so stuff for me. And I know that's very vague and broad, but it could it depends, you know, stuff could be very small, and stuff could also be a car. Mm-hmm. That might not be necessary, and that it just sits there. Yeah. What would your non-negotiables be? Cheap beer. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess when I was younger, I would have just bullshit answers. <laughs> I'd have bullshit answers that were, you know, at the time... I probably would have said, you know, I don't want this or that, mm. you know, just the, the dumb young kid answers. Like, I, I don't want to spend money on these types of shoes because they're stupid or, you know, whatever. But now I, I'm totally in agreement with you that things that just take up space for no purpose, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I think shoes is a good example, though. Yes. Yeah. You're. You're a little bit of a sneakerhead. You deep, were deep down deep inside. Down, it's there still. Yeah. Uh, at this point, I'm more of a hat guy. I love collecting hats, which is also stuff. Right, and <laughs> I'm in the process of trying to get rid of some. But um, yeah, I'm, you've you're total. You totally nailed it. Where it's just stuff for having stuff. Like it just doesn't make sense. Stuff for the sake of stuff. Yeah, it doesn't make any. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So. I think eliminating that thought process of just buying the coolest thing or buying stuff that we think that we need instead of, or sorry, rather things that we want as opposed that we need, right? Mm -hmm. Flipping that perspective has been a bit of a game changer for sure because that's limited my spending to where, you know, it's investing in good camping gear. Mm Mm-hmm. For me, decent golf gear, um, figuring out things around the house that we might potentially need and reinvesting those finances into mm-hmm. the type of food yeah. that's going to help us achieve what we want to achieve as far as our 
our health. Yeah. Uh, I want to go back to non-negotiables just for a quick second, because I just thought about our most recent non-negotiable, which is paying ourselves first. Mm. I can't believe I (laughs) didn't think about that, but that is a non-negotiable. You need to pay yourselves first before you put your money anywhere else. And we are not financial gurus, (laughs) but it's helped us in the last six months. Yeah, 100%. We've saved much, so much more money in the last six months than we've ever had since we've been dating. Yeah, and it goes back to perspective and flipping the, the flipping the lid, so to speak, um, <laughs> on that, right? Where, you know, instead of, you know, getting a paycheck, putting, well, I, sorry, put it, getting a paycheck, going out on a date, spending a $200 on a nice dinner and then buying something nice for ourselves and then saving our money. We're paying ourselves first with the amount of money collectively that we would have paid for rent at the old apartment. Mm-hmm. We're putting that into our savings account. We're still paying rent. Yeah. That's our fake rent yeah. into our savings. So we're paying ourselves that amount of rent. And then from there, whatever money we have left is play money. But even then, our perspective is how are we still investing it into other things that can continue to move us forward? Mm-hmm. Now that we've been paying ourselves first, uh, we are starting to see it compound. Mm-hmm. It's little right now because it's only been six months, but it still does compound. Um Hence why our savings is the biggest it's ever been mm-hmm. and why we're on track for getting a house in the next couple of years. Yeah. I think that's also a good point to move into um, because we are practicing paying ourselves first. Um, we're practicing the new perspective with our finances of how can we afford to do these things? Uh, is this particular thing a- an investment for us? Um, how is it going to affect our future? My question is, where do you see us in the next three to five years? Living in a house in Puerto Rico. <laughs> margaritas in hand. No. Veto. Owning 20 businesses and 50 <laughs> houses raking in the dough. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Where I see us in the next <laughs> in the next five years. Three to five. Three to five. So honestly, um, I really do see us having kids. I how many? Who knows? Five. You want not the current Lakers, you want the old two thousands Lakers starting five. I and want then, malice at the palace. No, you don't. <laughs> Good lord. Ugh. Um no, I, I see us having some kids. I see us, you know, at least owning one property. Um, <laughs> as we sit here in our new investment, um, which is why we're having this topic. <laughs> mm-hmm. We are, you know, looking to own a couple businesses at that point. So, 
um, details to come on this investment on a later date, but we're making moves and we're doing our best to become what is known as being financially free. And that's something that I'm sure a lot of people have seen on social media more recently, but you know, we're, we're making, we're taking the plunge. Yeah. We're taking the cold plunge. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're, you know, trying to, to, I guess, level up in that way where we're trying to own a business soon and continue owning more businesses in different industries, ones that we're familiar with and that we're not familiar with, but we'll learn about. Yeah. And I think we we started really thinking about our future a little bit more in depth and further down after we read the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Mm-hmm. It's a very easy read. I'm sure many of you have already heard of it. If not, go check it out. We'll be sure to post about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the main premise of it is that you should be careful well, careful um, with what you give a fuck about. Mm-hmm. And we came up with, you know, three essential things that we individually gave a fuck about. Mm-hmm. And the one that we shared well, actually two that we shared are um, financial freedom and health and longevity. Mm-hmm. And that's what's put us on this course to begin with. Yeah. And then after reading uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad and, you know, getting his perspective on how to afford things instead of saying, why can't I afford things? Flipping the perspective and saying... Getting out of that pers- that perspective of uh, why is this happening to us? Right, the victim mentality in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of saying, why can't I afford this? Flip your perspective to how can I afford this? What do I need to do to be able to afford this? Yeah. Or um, why is this investment necessary or why is it not? Mm-hmm. And that... You know, I'm sure a lot of financial folks out there on Instagram, YouTube, whatever, they'll probably point to that book as well. But it's the truth. You know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad flips your perspective on, you know, how you need to think in order to try and achieve financial freedom. Because if you're just in a negative mindset the whole time, it's not going to happen. Right. And, you know, I I will say that we have gone through a lot. both talking and communicating to each other Mm -hmm. and not as far as the finances thing goes, but I wouldn't trade any of our experiences Mm -hmm. because we wouldn't be where we are now. No. You know, even though we're in the position that we are now, we don't have our own house yet. Like full transparency here, right? Like we don't own our own house yet. We don't have kids yet. And we're 30-year-olds living with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we're saving a hell of a lot of money. We're, you know, mentally sharper than we've ever been. We're on the right trajectory in our eyes. Mm-hmm. And we just feel good about where we're at, you know. And like I said, I wouldn't trade any of our experiences because we it wouldn't have if we had changed anything it we it we wouldn't be here. Yeah, exactly. And I agree with you. 
I think, you know, in the next three to five years, we're, we're going to have kids. It's going to happen. <laughs> we're going to need to figure that out. We've been practicing long enough. Um, the house for sure. I don't know what it's going to look like, whether it's going to be a small property or a larger property, but we'll definitely be having a property of our own within the next three to five years. Yeah. Uh, I also see us um, getting this bad boy right here up and running. But I think the biggest thing I, I see is that we're going to feel and be in the best shape of our life mm. within the next three to five years. Yeah. We're already seeing progress mm -hmm. and we feel good. So I have no doubt that that's going to be a thing. Well, do you have any closing thoughts? And no, I think that's it. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's important to get on the same page with your significant other as soon as possible. Yeah. Cause then you'll figure it out ahead of time a lot sooner you'll see the compounding effect yeah take place and you're gonna get where you're going faster than we were we are yeah but we're still gonna get there mm -hmm. yeah you know get on that same page communicate with each other and and have those difficult conversations because the sooner you have it like you said the faster you're gonna get there for sure well guys yeah I think we can call it right there. Mm -hmm. So you guys know the deal. Share the show. Follow us on the Insta. And we just uh, got a Threads account, so follow us on Threads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys later. See ya. Thank mm -hmm. you.